This is Thoughts on the Table by DisgracesOnTheMenu.com. Hello and welcome to Thoughts on the Table, the audio blog on food and food culture. Paolo back again for another episode. Hello everybody. So with me today, a new guest, uh, Alida from My Little Italian Kitchen. Hi Alida. Hi, hello. How are you? I'm good. It's very nice talking with you. So a little, as usual, background story on how I got to know Alida. Um, of course, we've been following each other. She's a Canola Award winner. I discovered her years ago and of course... I uh, bestowed her with this Canola Award for the preservation of true Italian food because, of course, Alida is an Italian food blogger who lives in London or near London in the UK. Correct, Alida? Yes, that's right. I live in Kent, which is about an hour away from London. Fantastic. And you have a beautiful accent. <laughs> How long have you been living there? Uh, about 15 years now. Um, I've actually, well, I come originally from Friuli in northeastern of Italy. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I moved to the UK and I stayed for a while and then I went to Germany and Austria and I traveled a little bit and then I came back to England because I, I liked it really. Fantastic. It's quite similar to my timing. I came to Vancouver about 15 years ago as well. So yeah, nice parallel going on here. All right. So yeah, uh, from Friuli originally you said. Yes, that's right. You were telling me that you, you don't go back to Italy often, given that you're quite close. Well, naturally. it is quite close, yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. It's about four times a year I go back. Um, also for the children, because um, I like them to pick up as much Italian culture as possible. Right. So you have two kids, you were saying? Yes, I have two children. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, they absorb in as much Italian culture as possible, especially the food. Mm-hmm. So we spend a long time there, especially in the, during the summer holidays in August, um, and they love it, really. <laughs> Fantastic. So they're growing up bilingual, absolutely. Yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> Good for them. Uh, really yes. jealous. <laughs> All right. So may I ask you what brought you to the UK? Yeah, just, um, I just, I love to travel and discover new cultures and uh, different ways of living. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not very different because it's still in Europe, but um, right. there are differences between the two cultures. Um, and I never really went back, although I, I never thought I would actually live there forever, mm-hmm. but never say ever, as I say, <laughs> but um, here I am, I'm still here. Yeah, it's hard for an Italian to, to completely uh, relocate, you know, there's always... I think it definitely is, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, well, we'll see. Maybe, we love uh, Italy, we love mm, our country, we yeah. love our food, yeah. Our traditions, in fact, I think blogging is for us a way to uh, also remain connected and uh, even more so, I think, for a lot of Italian food bloggers uh, is the need and the necessity to express our identity uh, in a place where the culture, you know, our culture is, is not present. Uh, sometimes it's even present, but in the wrong kind of way, right? It's distorted, has been modified and uh, has become something else. Certainly the case in North America where Italian food often means Italian-American food, which is something very different, right? I talk a lot about this in my blog, of course. Right, um, yes, yes. What is the situation, <laughs> if I may say, in the UK? Uh, do you find traditional Italian food or is it hard? I think it has changed a lot, especially mm-hmm. during the last 15 years. Yeah. Uh, when I came here first, there was a, yeah there was Italian food available, but not as much as it is now. Basically, mm-hmm. now you can find almost anything. Yeah. You know, from good mozzarella to burrata, 
uh, all types of pasta you like. Um, restaurants are very good, and especially in London, you can find pretty good Italian cuisine, really. Mm-hmm. Very, very good Italian cuisine, I would say. Um, you can eat almost like in Italy, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm nodding because, um, in a way, it's happening here too. Uh, it's, it's recent, though. Like you said, it's probably five years, something like that. Um, yes. And I think uh, what's happening is probably that that there is a market for it. Like uh, people are looking for authentic food and uh, therefore, you know, Italian restaurateurs and importers, um, you know, obviously have a market and now they have good business. And so they they create restaurants and realities outside of Italy that are quite authentic. Uh, I know an an Italian um, restaurateur who um, has a pizzeria here and uh, he struggled a lot initially because again what he was selling his product was not exactly what people were expecting uh, they were asking right. for toppings that don't exist or don't make sense to an Italian and he right. was true to the original and he lost some customers <laughs> but but now uh, I think uh, what's happening is, is the, the phenomenon is reversed uh, now a lot of people really look for this type of experience. Maybe they know it from having traveled. Maybe they know it from the blogs. And I take some credit there. <laughs> yeah, people are getting more and more knowledgeable about food. I find that over here as well. And people mm-hmm. demand good food now. They want more authentic, as you say, they want more authentic cuisine. Mm-hmm. Um, just their palate has developed, if you like. You know, and it's because England wasn't a foodie place years right. ago, you mm-hmm. know. Like 30, 40 years ago, it was completely different to what is now. But these days, you can find almost anything and really good food. Uh, so I, I really think people have changed, you know, their, their palate is much more refined, mm-hmm. which is nice. You know, it's good. And definitely, as you say, bloggers have helped and celebrity chefs. And yeah, they have helped a lot. Okay, now I wanted to talk a little bit about your blog, of course. Uh, so you started in 2011, and the first thing that you notice when you go on your blog is that you basically never hit the end of it. Like <laughs> You have so much content, um, it's remarkable the volume of quality articles and recipes that you have posted in those five years. It's remarkable. So again, congratulations and really nice work on that. What is your production volume? How many articles? You, post you know, that's an interesting question you're asking, because I do sometimes think, oh, my God, what am I going to write on Monday? <laughs> and then it all comes by itself. And to be honest, I never think, OK, I'm going to write this or that. It just comes. And I don't know why. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. But I think it's just I just love it. And mm-hmm. when you love something, it just happens. You know, it does it by itself. If you know what I mean. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, that's the true essence of a blog, really, uh, where, you know, you just run into something. Like, you were telling me that, you know, you go maybe to the supermarket and you see a, a prepared dish, a made dish. That's all the time. That's right. Yeah. That's all the time. Just I don't, I just look. I go to the supermarket or I go to the market, mm-hmm. you know, farmer's market, and I see, like, nice tomatoes or um, lovely piece of meat or fresh fish and then I think yes I'm gonna ho- I'm going home and I'm going to cook something mm-hmm. I, I can just see the plate you know yeah, yeah yeah I see the fish and I see oh yes I'm going to do this and that with the fish so it's like it's part of being a blogger you know you just do it because you like it and um, you can put all your passion into that and uh, 
it's not a job, it's a hobby, and that's why it's nice, really. Yeah, absolutely. And you write recipes, of course, also a lot of articles. You have uh, them grouped under different categories. So you have a food experiences section, a discover Italy section, then food yes. articles. And in each of them, you talk about uh, an experience and then you're back on something else. So this makes the blog very interesting that there's always a bit for everybody as well. Uh, in fact, I, I remember your blog really stood out around Christmas time for an article I, I stumbled upon on the Befana, the tradition of uh, the yeah. uh, <laughs> Befana. I don't know even how to explain it. In yeah, that's life. actually my obsession. I've got, you know, I, I got a Befana. <laughs> on my mantelpiece in the kitchen because oh, yeah? I was yeah, obsessed yeah, yeah. with that. As a child, all I thought it was La Befana. I don't know why. And I just, I think I was fascinated by this old lady, you know, mm-hmm. just, it was different to Father Christmas. It is just this old lady coming, bringing sweeties and presents. And it's just like a little witch, you know? Yeah, it's nice. a little witch. I would like to know, actually, I don't remember exactly how it started, but it, it's already a very pagan tradition that mixes with the uh, very Catholic tradition that normally Italian Christmas is, of course, uh, where, well, we mix all sorts of things because we have, you know, of course, Santa, we call it over here. Um, yes, yes. Same. But we also, in Italy, have baby Jesus bringing presents. Which... Yeah, but that's, uh, I think it's being replaced with Santa, if uh, I'm correct. Oh, yeah, I think well, in modern like days Father it is. Christmas, if you like. Babbo Natale. Yes. When I grew up, I guess they didn't want to talk about Santa. So, uh, Baby Jesus, yes. Baby Jesus, which, you know, would have enough problems, I would think, uh, being born in those conditions. <laughs> and for sure, you won't be bringing any, any presents to anybody actually received presents. So it's very confusing. But anyway. Yes. <laughs> said you know you see a, a dish then you want to go home and, and make it um i was wondering about this uh do you have your camera always ready like your pictures are amazing so uh, how you. does the process work well i do have my camera always ready you're right actually <laughs> it's a that's a bit of an obsession at the moment um, i'm actually enjoying photography and i was completely new to that and i was never interested in photography and i mm-hmm. just think as a blogger you naturally begin to enjoy taking photos mm-hmm. And it's becoming a passion, if you like, that as well. And yes, I'm always with my camera in my hands. <laughs> but you also have perfect light, uh, which is something that is so hard well, to not get. Really. It's, they're not really. They're not perfect, really. It's just that mm-hmm. they're always little things. But uh, no, it's just, I think you just learn to do it, really. It is nothing. It's just the more photos you take, the more you, you pick up, the more you learn. And then you read about it. You go on the Internet. And mm-hmm. there's lots of resources there you can read about yeah, absolutely. These days, yeah. yeah, you have everything. Also, you, we have pretty good equipment for reasonable prices, and this is something oh, that that's right. Yeah, you can get cheap stuff these days, and lots of props as well, mm-hmm. which I think are very important for a food blogger. So different types of plates and different types of forks, and and uh, that's, that's more very. I would say it's very important. Yeah, um, I noticed the styling uh, you do, and uh, yeah, obviously very beautiful and really important to communicating what the dish is uh, beyond, you know, what's on the plate, but, you know, to set the mood and also to play artistically with the colors and with the, the textures. It's lovely, yeah. actually. Yeah. And then a food blogger has to be, you know, has to be a chef, a cook, not a chef, mm-hmm. really a cook. And then yeah. it has to 
take decent photos, you know, and mm-hmm. then it has to be a food stylist. So it's three things, you know, and that's why it's hard because you have to be good at all these things. True, but you get good with practice, right? And you you certainly yes. have a lot of practice. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, okay, so um, I want to go back. Sorry, I'm jumping around a little bit, but that's how I, I, I'm going this morning. So um, under your... Uh, food articles, you have a section called uh, Discover Italy. Um, This is a section where you typically talk about your experiences when you travel to Italy, you know, places you visit or uh, food experiences you have while in an Italian country. For instance, you talk about butter making inside an Italian latteria. And you were telling me that this was very, very meaningful experience where you actually know the people working there and they taught you a lot. And I'm hoping there'll be more as well. That's been amazing, actually. Um, one morning, I just, I, well, I know the Casaro, you know, mm-hmm. it's Casaro, a, a yeah. dairy man mm-hmm. from a tiny village in my local area. And he invited me to, um, to in the, one morning, to see how they make butter and ricotta and cheese. Mm-hmm. And I, it was just amazing. I spent all morning there. Fantastic. Uh, and uh, I just, and ate a lot as well, and uh, <laughs> lost this fresh butter, you know, and the ricotta was like melting in your mouth. And it was just a, an amazing experience because you don't see these things these days anymore. Right. You know, you just go to a supermarket and buy a piece of butter, which has got nothing to do like real butter. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not butter. No. Um, no. Do they do tours or was it just uh, spontaneous? No, really, like... they don't. It's a tiny village, you know. It's um, That's what they do every single day. It's crazy because, and that's something that Italy, I think, should discover, uh, that there is a market for these things that could really charge something and, and uh, people would love to go um, um, experience that. Uh, I think Italians don't even realize how meaningful and how interesting is what they, they do. That's when... right, that's... That's where I would take people. I yeah. would take people to a latteria, you know, see what it's like and love yeah. it, you know, because you do love it, that sort of thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. where do you see how to make butter these days? You know, no, proper, no. proper way. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid uh, in, uh, in middle school, uh, they used to take us to the Gite, the, the school trips. Yes. Uh, and uh, often it was to go see a production of some sort, like a farm. And uh, I remember visiting a latteria as well. And, uh, and yeah, I still have a very vivid image of that day. It was very interesting. As well, of course, as a cookie factory in, uh, in Saronno, you know, Lazzaroni. Mm. Um, mm. And, uh, and then, of course, there was the tasting. Um, that was be nice. <laughs> you know, they have some broken nice. cookies there that they don't sell, but they, they're still very, very good to eat. So you can yes. eat as many as you want there. Um, and I wonder if, you know, these companies also, if they were to offer their tours to tourists, I'm pretty sure they'll go really, really well and it can be combined with a fantastic experience in Italy as you, as you go beyond like visiting Florence and Rome, which you still have to do, but this can be something completely different and very, very important. Um, yeah. yeah, especially artisan, artisan right. stuff, you know, artisan food. I think I love that. Uh, mm-hmm. And I like promoting these artisans, you know. Do, they do really struggle, you know, to, to live, if you like, because you've got these industries so they yeah. produce everything, it's mass-produced, and so it's, and the quality is not as good. It's right. certainly inferior, so... 
but you're competing with these large companies, you know, so you kind of... Um, it's very hard. It's very hard, yeah, it's very hard. Um, also, you have articles on the weekly Italian market, and I feel very close to that. What is your experience with the Mercato? I was wondering what it's like in Friuli. It's a weekly market, mm -hmm. every Tuesday in my town, yeah. <laughs> and I've never missed one. <laughs> When I used to live there, I used to go, because you would buy fruit and vegetables, and yeah. it, it's also very sociable. You meet the people, and you have a coffee, and that's the nice side of it. And you buy fresh fish, you know, mm -hmm. sardines, <laughs> and then you go home and cook sardines, and it's like a nice day, you know, it's a special day, market yeah. day. And mm -hmm. Yes. It's also a tradition and something... The, like you said, you don't want to miss. You see your friends there and uh, you know your vendors. Uh, you, um, you, you know, know them, certain yes. things. They're the same yeah, yeah, yeah. since you are a child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're always the same guys. And you know you can get a certain thing in that place uh, and only there really. Uh, or you can get a certain deal there. You can also sometimes bargain. Um, and that's what makes it so special. For instance, I go get my pajamas to this place <laughs> I'm, I'm as an Italian boy I wear pajamas you know and uh, um, my mom has always bought me pajamas as presents and uh, when I go to visit usually I go every year chances are that we'll end up in Legnano at the market there is twice a week is on, on mm. Tuesday and Saturday Saturday is a little bit larger and lasts a little bit into the afternoon whereas on Tuesday is strictly the morning and um, but there um, you know there is this uh, truck, I guess, I don't know, you call it Bancarella, um, that s yes. sells a lot of, um, you know, pajamas and this type of things. And you can get it there and they know exactly good quality, reasonable prices directly from the companies that make them, like without going to a supermarket. So a completely different experience when you buy something there rather than going to a great superstore, right? You have a lot of other articles into this section. Particularly, uh, you have to forgive me, but I want to talk about one that I find extremely funny and truthful. Is what you need to know before dating an Italian woman. Yes. <laughs> Which is very interesting and reminded me of my friend blogger, Rick Zullo. I'm sure you know him. Um, he wrote some books as well. And the Italian dating scene is something that he talks about a lot. And it's very funny when he does that. Because he's American, he married an Italian woman, Sicilian. So uh, he, he had his own spin on the type of things that you need to know about Italian women yeah, as I well. Think, so, yes, yeah, that's right. I think what you need to know is an Italian woman is a bossy. <laughs> Generally speaking, you know, no offense. But um, she loved to tell you how you dress, you have to dress, or what you have to eat, or a little yep. bit more controlling, if you like. On the <laughs> other hand, she cooks really nice food, the majority of women <laughs> at least. <laughs> yeah. So you'll be spoiled, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, she'd be a bit of a mama for your children, you know. She'd be quite caring, and it's like advertising, you know, Italian women. <laughs> in a way but you have to probably be very uh, ready when dinner is ready uh, yes, you know yes. that can be very frustrating uh, okay so I'm an Italian man and I, I better cook and uh, I, I feel exactly the same so when when I am uh, finishing my pasta you really have 30 seconds maybe less and then I get upset if you're not 
at the table eating it um, because again pasta is best appreciated when it's freshly exactly, made of course yes. it dies yeah. as we say it dies it dies very quickly <laughs> so you need you need to catch it while it's still alive <laughs> so definitely uh, i feel for you uh, and also you have another section called food experiences where you talk more broadly about experiences that uh, you you had uh, as a food blogger um related to food that were extremely meaningful to you, of course. And they stood out to me because uh, of the people you had them with. So first off, you have a pasta making lesson workshop with Giovanni Rana. Yes, the master. <laughs> the master. The master. Giovanni Rana, I must say, as an Italian, you know from his packaged tortellini, you can buy them at the supermarket. But what stands out from those tortellinis, they're actually very good. And yeah, but... uh, this is not an ad. I, I don't get any money from Giovanni Rana, of course. He doesn't need <laughs> um, any more advertisement. Uh, but I, I was very interested to read that you had a cooking lesson, a pasta making lesson, uh, with him in London. Uh, and, and how was that? It was just amazing because it was only, I saw there were a lot of people and it was just the two mm. of us, me and another Oh, really? Guy. And I was like, Fantastic. oh, I can't believe he's spending time with me, you know? And it was actually him there. He taught me how, how to make in? tortellini. Well, sometimes with bloggers, you know, you get invited and so I was quite lucky really fantastic I was yeah. so happy you know and then we ate in this restaurant which was authentic Italian cuisine um, it was just a great day for me uh, and I, I went back home and I started making tortellini <laughs> awesome. with my new skills um, how is he in person like it's a very kind man actually. he's got lots of experience he started from scratch you know he started from mm -hmm. the bottom as you like so it's uh, he built himself up and um, he's very humble, you know, and mm -hmm. that's what I liked a lot about him. And he was, you could tell he really wanted me to master the way to the tortellini. So <laughs> he, he really wanted me to go home and be able to do them properly. Yeah, yeah, you, so, you can see the, the passion there. And speaking of passion, uh, you also had another experience. This time you were invited, you were telling me... Um, to see Jamie Oliver, yes. <laughs> who is a chef that I really admire, um, and you got a chance to meet him as well in person. So that, that must have been also another fantastic experience, right? Yeah, it was an awesome experience, really. Uh, we, um, I was a guest blogger, uh, mm -hmm. so he was cooking, and um, I was sitting down in the restaurant, and he's, you know, he was serving the, the fish, langoustines. Mm -hmm. which um, it's delicious fish to have, really. Um, yeah. And with him, it was Gennaro Contaldo, another celebrity chef, uh, very mm -hmm. popular in the UK. So he was, yeah, very kind, very, very, you know, you think Jamie Oliver is, is big, you know, you don't think you're it's a tiny, insignificant blogger, if you like, and then you, <laughs> you get to meet someone like that, and he's even nice and to you and so I went back home really happy you know awesome and you have a beautiful article on your blog of yes, course that's right. yes, everything yeah. and pictures oh yeah so for me the, from Giovanni Rana to Jamie Oliver or vice versa I don't know which way you want to go it's uh it's a uh, it's an amazing I wish I could feature that as a as a title uh for this interview it's um it's a fantastic experience you had very jealous yeah anyway uh again congratulations on your blog 
the fact that you are part of this circuit certainly is a testament to uh, the quality of the work you do and uh, the incredible material that you have on your blog. So congratulations again, much deserved and best of luck for the future. I'm looking forward to seeing where it's going to take you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much, Paolo. So yes, Alida, thanks again for this interview. I hope you keep in touch and uh, keep me posted on what's going on. I want to see the next celebrity person you get to meet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks, Paolo. It was, it was a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you, Alida. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.